Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to week two of 4 Trouble 2, a brand new weekly podcast. My name is Jake Charnley, I'm here today with Charlie Morrison. Uh, Charlie, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks Jake, yourself? Not too bad at all. It's been a bit of a a, a topsy-turvy day. Uh, We'll get into that later on, though. Uh, How's your weekend been, Charlie? Uh, A bit like like yours. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, you actually actually went to your your game this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, but we'll get into that later. We're going to touch on some Champions League football (laughs) first, I think. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's been an absolutely... I mean, in my opinion, a fantastic week of football always is when we have uh, some midweek games from two European competitions. Yes, definitely. Um, should we get should we get started discussing the probably I'd say maybe the biggest game of the week, which was uh, Liverpool PSG. Yeah, um, I think we both predicted I mean, saw... that Liverpool would would do well in this game, so uh, that's good. Yeah, first week, first yeah, yeah. first prediction. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't really want to get into that rather. Right uh... Making absolutely terrible predictions. Which, um, <laughs> seems to happen in real life, but on the podcast we're doing all right so far. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I sort of want to talk about this one as the game sort of went on because mm. it was, you know, it was an emphatic game. There was a lot of um, back and forth, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was quite interesting. What What did you think of the way the team set up tactically, Charlie? Well, it was obviously um, Firmino missing. Is is he's not just a name on the paper. He's uh, integral to, to the way clock plays so to see biscuit legs there up front was um interesting but i thought yeah. i thought uh that's Sturridge if, if in case anybody doesn't understand that uh i thought i thought he fit fit into the system very well uh, obviously Klopp does like solanke played him more than Sturridge. Oh, well Sturridge mm. went on loan last year um i don't really think psg set up Incredibly well with Marquinhos. Um, yeah, in centre midfield. Yeah, it bit... it's weird, weird. And I don't it's think it's very weird because he because I, I, it's a bit like everyone assumes that he has like a great touch because he is sort of like a ball playing centre back. It's, it's be- a completely different role. It's because he's Brazilian. Especially with yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but when but when you realise who um, who he's got sort of coming at him, you have got Vijnaldum who is in midfield who's who's good on the ball. Um, and then you've also got uh, James Milner. I mean, you've got yeah Milner, <laughs> but you have but you know Salah and Mane like to take up those midfield midfield roles, and that's sort of you're dealing with one of those a lot of the time. Mm. Um, I think so. I thought it was a bit of a weird choice. Yeah, I think um, just looking at the ratings here, Salah got a five. Um, this is on Sky, so you know. Um, but I think yeah. what really won Liverpool the game was the midfield. Uh, I think Henderson. Yeah, it's quite underrated actually by a lot of people. They seem to slag him off, mm. uh, especially for England. He got a lot of slagging. Um, yeah, but I thought he was fantastic at the World Cup. But the legs they've got in midfield with Milner and Henderson, and then Van Adam forwards, and equally the, yeah. the the two wide fullbacks, the the young boys, um, just given that width that I think PSG couldn't cope with. And I don't think it was a three-two game. I think Liverpool were much better on the night. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with you. I think PSG very much played like the away side, um, which is something you may expect with uh, PSG going to well, PSG going to you know a very very elated uh, Anfield, or yeah. what a lot of people would say. I don't think their fans <laughs> were particularly brilliant in that game. I think it's okay um, in the PSG Champions League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was a bit different, but they seemed to fade in and out the fans. I didn't think it was a typical. Um, Anfield atmosphere. Um, <laughs> so just interesting, so, the, the XG on that game was 1.5 to 1.2. Of course, Liverpool had a penalty. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. that's 1.5 is their two goals, because the penalty doesn't count, of course. Yeah. So it's tighter than I originally gave it credit for there, but um, to the naked eye, I felt Liverpool were the better yeah, team. I don't think that tells the whole story, really, does it? No. It's just um, an interesting edit. So... Half an hour in, we get the first goal from Daniel Sturridge uh, with an assist from Robertson. It was a good ball in. Um, James Milder then took the penalty, which was given away. He never uh, misses, does he? I think he's missed like two penalties or something. Yeah, he's so there's me praying for him. Too. On the yeah, but that yeah. that kind of uh, one-two from Liverpool really really hurt PSG, or so we thought. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Manier really seems to come back from that, but that yeah, uh, he, he's a goal-scoring right back. He got a lot of goals yeah. last year. 
Um, well, you then... definitely didn't think it. I mean, I suppose it's because there was two 0 down, and they were definitely going on the attack. That's why he mm. sort of yeah got in there. Um, he was playing. It was not as if he was coming in from the side and then took a shot. It was more like he decided to take up a more of a centre forward role, <laughs> <laughs> which um, he, which he does. Specifically scored from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. suppose at that point, well, uh, it's still early in the game, but yeah, um, yeah. And then we had a quite a tight game after that. Quite a slow, slow affair. Uh, it wasn't um, a great game for five goals. I certainly enjoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. today's football uh, on Sunday. This is uh, more than that game. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because it was it was quite slow, quite tight. Klopp, I think, actually did quite well in telling his team to keep possession because PSG had shown so far that they weren't really wanting to change. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, they weren't PSG. They weren't going to try and challenge Liverpool so far, like up the field, definitely. And so Liverpool definitely took advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, both teams are wary of the counter. Uh, yeah, yeah, the front, yeah, the front three Especially are both like, scary. Yeah, exactly. Which... And then the thing is, I think PSG were definitely aware. Uh, Liverpool were definitely aware that PSG couldn't come on too much because if they could see another goal, then it was the game gone at that point, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then McKinney obviously, Mbappe, yeah, uh, at eighty-three minutes, he can't stop, can he? Equaliser, exactly. He's, it, I, he's incredible. The thing is, he, he, he is. He really is incredible. He, he knows. He's just for for someone of that age, um, and this will probably be the first time I have probably said this to anyone. I think Mbappe is probably going to be the next. I mean, a lot of people are probably still probably going to say this, but he probably is the next Lionel Messi. He really is that good already. I don't think um, he'll be as good as Messi, but I think he's the next because obviously Neymar and Bale were tipped to be the next Ballon d'Or generation, but they're they're mm. too old, really, because they're you know they're they really the half gen more years yeah. Behind. So um, Mbappe's got it all really. I, the French league is getting stronger actually. From from when we were growing up, it was quite weak. But mm. there's part of me that wishes he'd come to a, you know, one of the giants in in Spain or in England. Um, but who knows? He's still young. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it was the, that's the thing that a lot of people didn't like about the fact he went from Monaco to PSG because now he's at PSG. Is probably very unlikely he's ever going to leave. Yeah, he really, really is able to push himself out, but it seems to be something that's very hard to do with PSG unless PSG actually wants to get rid of you. Yeah, well, it depends yeah. if they if they don't if they if he spends the next four or five seasons not winning the Champions League and winning the league every year, that's going to yeah. be something he wants to attain. So, who knows? But yeah, yeah. the last goal I thought was was quite funny with the celebration for me. No, yeah, um, the celebration was brilliant. Um, I can't. It yeah. it annoys me how much I like him. It just annoys me. Salah, like, <laughs> Salah, and Mane's just quiet. Great player, but he's very quiet, mm. isn't he? Salah's had his off-field things with the car, but Firmino, I just really like Firmino, and it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah, I, see, I, 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 I think he's got genuinely quality, genuine quality about him, and uh, not something I thought when he first came in from the from the Bundesliga, but it's more. It's his work yeah, ethic, really, he, isn't it? Yeah, and he really completes that line. That, that front three, whenever he's in there, is just probably yeah. one of the most threatening in the world. Um, but he obviously came on and scored that goal, which was nice for him, considering he probably had quite a scare at the weekend, being taken to Moorfields, etc. Yeah, when you see the picture um, of it, the, the finger is horrible. But anyway, that that yes. probably that links us to the, the Inter game, which yeah, yeah. I believe we both watched live. Yes, I was. I was quite <laughs> well, happy with that result. Well, I thought. I thought. Um, um, on the base of things, it was quite a poor game. Um, there wasn't. It was, it was. It was not. It was not something that uh, I would say you would want to go back and watch. No. Well, apart from uh, the last the few minutes, highlights. but yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the highlights were at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, Spurs, think, Spurs started okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it was goal, what but... we said last week was that was that um, there was a lot of like the mistakes quite early on from yeah. both teams. I think well, so definitely still had that hangover. Yeah, well, Inter have been poor as, as you've been saying in the league, so that they really needed that result. Of course, they won this weekend as well, but mm. I think that that result was really needed for the manager and the players, um, especially yeah, especially yeah. at home. We know what the San Siro can be like, so um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, a good first Spurs goal. Um, 
I love those headed, those looped headers. Yeah, they are. Yeah, especially when because Handanovic is a is a big guy, so <clears throat> you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, he, he, and I, he, I actually think he probably should have done a little bit better than that, but you know, possibly, um, possibly. But there's only one. There's one guy we need to spend time talking about here, and it's not the yeah. winner. It's the equaliser, a contender for goal of the, goal of the week. I think Maracardi. He's just—he's gonna start. It's really—I find it really weird that he's still at Inter because he's been doing this stuff for season upon season. Um, yeah, I agree. The only reason must be that he genuinely loves it there. But that's strange yeah. because didn't he have the falling out of the fans a couple of years ago, three or four years ago? Now he had the falling out of the fans, but I think he's very much there. I think they—they they, uh, they realize how good he is. By his wife. Well, yeah, that as well. But um, his wife is also his agent as well, so I think he's very much okay. Uh, Based to her wishes, maybe I'm not too sure. I think she likes uh, Milan. Um, <laughs> Makes one of us. Um, I didn't think Nyingalan <laughs> had a great game, or Perisic. To to uh, well, summer signing in Nyingalan and a, a Perisic was wanted in the summer, of course, by Jose. I, I thought mm. both of them were poor. Um, Nyingalan has definitely not shown himself as the player that Inter thought they were getting, without a doubt. Um, he's very. He, is, he, he, is he past it? I don't know. I read. I think he's def. He's still got the quality. He shows. He shows he has the quality in moments. I think he's just being lazy now, and I think that's something that definitely comes across in his attitude off the pitch. Anyway, mm. a lot think, of people have seen that on his attitude off the pitch. But I think it might have been David Amoyal. I, I might be wrong there, but I think he said that the move was awful for all parties. I don't think Roma were happy with what they got yeah, for him. Yeah, I, saw that. I think yeah, Roma yeah. are worse without him and. Into he doesn't look right. I don't know. Maybe it takes some time to bed him in, but yeah, do, yeah. But the thing is, is is that um, the, the one thing I don't really understand is that he generally loved Roma. I'm pretty sure. Like it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Moves for him before. Yeah. So I think the only thing that the only reason he must have moved is probably because I don't know. I don't. It, maybe Roma, Roma are going to try and bring in a sort of more younger generation this year. And well, one last big move on the that, contract. Yeah, exactly, and you know, but he's if, definitely not. He's not showing his worth for for Inter yet. If he um, was told that they were bringing Modric in, uh, he yeah, thought maybe Inter could yeah. have had a go at Juve, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a last minute winner, which is always fun, especially against a team you don't like, Jake. Yes, yes. Uh, for Gino, who I thought had a very good game as well, uh, definitely one of my more favourable Inter midfielders, um, grabbing a goal with a. I think it was the Vrij who got the assist. I can't. Re- I can't remember. It might have been. Um, yeah, it was just. Yeah, I was just very, 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 very happy to see that. Especially after Riccardi had scored four minutes earlier. Yeah, made me very happy giving Tottenham their first loss. Um, it's, 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 it's not it's, an easy group that as well. Yeah, so I was it's about not to say. You want to be losing, I would say that's know. the hardest group uh, in terms of PSV aren't. You know, there's some whipping boys in in there. Um, for example, young boys who we'll get onto shortly. You know, yeah. you're expected to go home and away beat them. Um, they really shouldn't be picking up any points. But PSV, uh, at home, there's no reason they couldn't pick up some draws. So that they're not, you know, pot yeah. four team. They're not terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they lost four 0 to Barcelona, but that's but, not like. But Messi, right? That, we'll yeah, get, exactly, yeah. We we'll probably touch on that, but um, yeah, what can you do? Um, but yeah, that's not. That's not. You don't. Definitely not a group you want to be losing your first game in. Yeah, uh, the only positive for Tottenham, or, or not positive, the only non-negative, I guess, is is that it was away from home uh, in a in an atmosphere yeah. like the San Siro can produce. But when you were one 0 up in the second half, you know it wasn't exactly the first minute, and they had to they just sat back and defended. They bombed on with yeah. Oreo. Um, I think it was a key game not to lose though, because Inter will be very happy going out there and getting a draw. Yeah. I th- um, that's my only. I've said about Pochettino for a while, and I, I like him. I quite like him at United. That's my only worry. His in-game, we saw. We were talked about there just before that Klopp shut the game down as much as he could. Um, it's not his fault. He's up against yeah. Mbappe, well, but well, I think that's the thing. Is I thought Poch. Sorry, go. On. No, I was just going to say that I thought Poch. Um, I can't remember the exact substitutions he made. Now I think he brought on Winks and Lucas. Maybe and Rose or something mm. like that. One defender and Wings I don't. Came on. And I don't know if that was the right decision. I don't know who yeah. I would have gone with, yeah. but yeah, 
Yeah, he, yeah. Lamea Lam- came on for off uh, Lucas, wings, I think it was. Oh, uh, Lucas definitely came on. Um, yeah, yeah. Lucas came on first, I think. But I think yeah, Son. Mil- uh, Lucas came on for Son, I think it was. Okay. I think that was when Kondreva came on for Inter as well. So really, mm. Inter should have been a disadvantage at that point. But you know, um, I'm not a fan of Kondreva in case anyone doesn't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Tottenham do. The thing is about the Liverpool match is that. Klopp analysed what PSG were willing or not willing to do and then changed the tactics upon that. You know, he knew yeah, exactly yeah. what he wanted to do with well, the Because he lost Firmino. Sturridge doesn't yeah, give that yeah. work rate. Right. And, yeah, I've not, I've not definitely not seen Pochettino do anything like that in the Champions League. And he needs to start learning that because they're at that level now and they're expected to be at that level. It's not, you know, it's not, we're not in an era where, it's not, it's not two or three years ago where Tottenham are doing really well for the team they are sort of thing, you know? Mm. So they've got a, it's something that Pochettino has got to strengthen most definitely if he's going to be picked up by a top level club eventually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to our next point, which is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Not Juventus winning um, away in Spain, just Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll touch on that in a in a minute or so, but Ronaldo. He's not had the best start at Juventus, and there's no doubt that he's going to prove everyone wrong. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have been saying his performances in the league have not been that good. It's not been influencing mm. player quite a lot. But, but equally... sending off here. E- equally, haven't yeah. they been poor in the league anyway? So maybe it's hard to... Or, or boring, not poor. So maybe it's yeah, hard bo- for a Yeah, flare. boring. I wouldn't say they've been poor, but they've, they've, but they've definitely not been um, on fire, which I think is something that comes from keeping a leg roof, a leg roof for so long because he was never going to improve his football. It's definitely going to mm. be... Well, yeah. What results is he going yeah. on? Um, interesting though that they from the stats were struggling and then when he got sent off I was well yeah. they scored two goals well two penalties anyway but uh, I just found it interesting that they went on to win the game once he'd left the pitch well it seemed they didn't actually make any substitutions to to counter the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo went off so really what they moved to was like a 4-3-2 mm. which meant that Mandzukic and Bernadeschi were linking up very well um, and I think don't get right. I might. I could be wrong, but I think that's what led to the panel, the penalty that they scored still one nil up. Right. Um, so it could have been that Cristiano Ronaldo was hindering that link up, and it could mean in the future that Juventus, because obviously they're going to build their team around Ronaldo now. Um, yeah. Well, Dybala. Dybala's playing as well. Dybala, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's interesting. It's this. Dybala wasn't brought on in that game, brought on in that game, and I guess I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where Juve go because Juventus, because Ronaldo is such a big signing, like such a big signing that you have to change stuff to fit him into the team. Oh yeah, well they played because um, they, they played through up front uh, today, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah, and that was Mandzukic up front, which hasn't happened for a while. Yeah, uh, and then Ronaldo left and Dybala right, which probably suits him. Um, in fact, the game's just about to finish, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but it's, but it's interesting actually. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it'll be, it'll be interesting to see in what direction they go because they've not had a superstar in their team as well for a very long time. Not someone, no one, anywhere near as big as what Ronaldo mm, is, I guess. Mm. Well, he's got his second goal um, in the league. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that's good news for my. Opinion. As I said, um, I'm, I have no doubt they'll prove us wrong eventually, but um, I think it just takes some time to work it work it out. Yeah, language um, as well. Good win for Juve though. There anyway, definitely going down to ten men. Yeah, that's that's um, a tricky place to go, Valencia. Uh, well, of course, actually, yeah. we should probably mention that Valencia missed a penalty in the dying moments. Not that it would matter at all, only yeah. for goal difference. Um, of course, that could actually hurt Valencia if they're battling and, and United for second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if, they, if you know if it comes down, although I think it's head to head before goal difference, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah. It would be tight if if they lose by that goal. You know, if they get Europa League instead of Champions League because of that goal, then that's or that penalty miss. That's their own doings, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we'll touch quickly on, I guess, United as they your team, Charlie. Yeah, um, uh, just a standard win, I guess. Yeah, people saying routine. It's probably true. Three uh, 0 flattered yeah. flattered the team really. Um, how was um, I didn't I haven't managed to I didn't manage to watch that game. Um, how yeah. was uh, Luke Shaw in that game um, and how was the lot as well I think Luke Shaw was good the lot was 
just above good, but not very good. If that makes sense, probably probably a seven. Uh, I try not okay. to get carried away. Um, the issue people of United fans will have is that because we've played with Valencia at right back for X number of years, mm. who doesn't like to take people on to see a young fresh kid who did a couple of step overs, not even in a Phil Neville style step overs, beat a man, yeah. cross a ball in, rather than just get to a man, stop, turn back, pass on. So that's mm. why the sort of excitement and probably the the excess hype will happen. But I thought it was really good. Um, Pogba was very good in the first half. Very good. He he tends to do that, doesn't he? Against the weaker teams, he tends to to boss them, which is a bit frustrating. Way he, seems, he seems to definitely be. Why well, he seems to be definitely gains a uh, bit more confidence back when he yeah. plays those sort of teams. So when he when he's against a team, he knows he can take on. Mm. He definitely yeah. goes about go about his play a lot more confidently. But but really, there wasn't much to talk about. Um, <laughs> well, it's a decent segue on to... Uh, I mean, sorry, Mar- Martial scored. I suppose that's nice, uh, but he still didn't get yeah, in the team. Yeah. As you're about to say with a segue, you know, he still Honestly, doesn't... Uh, well, we're... Still doesn't get the weekend the team. Yeah. Um, we'll talk with probably... I wouldn't say it's a, a massive shock because they're a good side, but it's a game that should have been a win for Manchester United, most definitely. Um, a one-all draw at home. I think that at home bit is probably the, the thing about this. Is a bit like, if you got a one-all draw away against Wolves, that would have been probably pretty good. But at home against Wolves, mm. that was that seems... I mean, I didn't, I've only managed to see the goal. I haven't managed to see the game, really. What happened, Charlie, basically? You you were at the game live, so yeah. what happened? Uh, it was... Pretty turgid. They're, they're, we we know that their front three are brilliant with uh, Jota, Costa, and Jimenez or Raúl. Um, mm. And Costa gave Shaw some problems. It was mainly because Shaw was pushing on. Uh, we had Valencia back instead of Delot, as I just mentioned. So it was very, booked as well, wasn't he? Uh, very early on, um, oh. but it was mainly that he he pushed on. So it's quite asymmetric in terms of that. Obviously, we've got no right winger either, so it was all down the left with yeah, Sean yeah. Sanchez. So they targeted that with Costa, which dragged um, Lindelof across, who I felt was okay in the first half. Had a bit of a bad second half, um, mm. but the United man of the match was absolutely Marouane Fellaini. I don't know how he's got a six rating here. Uh, um, mm. God, I've just seen someone else's rating, which we'll touch on in a minute. <laughs> Bloody hell! But uh, Fellaini was. Superb box to box, filling in at centre back, uh, winning headers, which is more than Lukaku did all game. He was absolutely atrocious. I'd rather play Fellaini. Can I just say, uh, for uh, anyone uh, who doesn't know me or who doesn't follow me on Twitter, I have been saying that Fellaini has been United's best player ever since Moy signed him. Just genuinely, just, I generally think he is. He is the most. He's the player you've got the who can affect the play the most, most definitely. We had Robin Van Persie that year. I don't care, Fellaini. Um, he's class. I should probably. He's genuinely class. The thing <sighs> is, there's a lot of you, just, you can't really say there is hardly a club that you could. Maybe City. I think City or Barcelona may be the only ones that you can say you wouldn't have him at your club, even as a squad player or anything like that. But even if you got him as a squad player, so you would take Fellaini with a midfield of Jorginho, Kovacic, Barkley, Fabregas. Not saying you would start. I'm not saying you would start. But some it's just someone like Fellaini even coming off the bench. I, I don't. I do not mind him as a squad player. Um, he gets you dropped. You need he, him in certain in, in games. This, in a lot of definitely a lot of Premier League games, there are games that you're going to need him. The issue is like that. The, the the issue for me is that Batic comes back from suspension next game, uh, West Ham away on Saturday, the early kickoff, and mm. he'll Fellaini will be dropped for Matic. No, sorry, Fred will be dropped for Matic. And really, this this midfield three, whilst we drew, I prefer. Fellaini in there with the Matic. Um, Fred will go, which is annoying because uh, he was our highest rated player according to Sky here. That's enough about Fellaini. Um, let's talk <laughs> let's talk a bit about the goals. It was a, it was quite a poor game. Um, pretty balanced on the XG. De Gea made some great saves. Uh, mm. Fred's goal was nice. The Pogba assist was, was lovely, which shows the class that he does have. And then it was good to see Fred score his first goal. Yeah. Um, Matinho's goal was fantastic. You've probably seen it. Uh, pretty poor yeah. defensively, uh, and then great, great finish, which we've we've known about Jao Matinho for a number of years now. 
over in Monaco. Did, uh, did so. Wolves play three at the back in this game? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, they don't they, they don't change from that. No, they don't change from. I think it's Doherty, Bennett, and Bolly. Um, oh, an interesting point which I'm going to make because um, we all know how poor the officiating is in games, whether it's for your team or against. Two mm. of their players collided. One got a uh, head injury, so, so they stopped the play, and he got seen to obviously by the physio. The referee yeah. didn't send him off to you know to to get off and then come back on when he wait, waved one. He just carried on playing, which didn't really have a, a massive effect on the game at all. But I just don't understand. There's another decision we're going to talk about uh, from today's games later on, um, which is equally as bad. Yeah. But I don't quite know how that can happen, really. But there we go. Um, it's terrible. Sanchez got a three here. <laughs> Lukaku got a four, which is probably right to be honest. They were both abysmal. I Sanchez is really just the quick point on Sanchez is I understand starting afresh this season as if he was a new signing. I can kind of understand that really, but it's now been six games in the league, and he hasn't. He's been good in maybe one. Whereas he's someone like well Eric Bailly had an absolute shocker as we said last week. He had a yeah. shocker against Brighton. He gets dropped and he's not been seen since. How many more does Sanchez have to? You know, before he gets dropped for Rashford or Martial, it, I don't understand what he brings. He gets in the way of Pogba. He genuinely is this. this it's a very much uh, a traditional football fan thing to say, but he is genuinely on too high a wage to be dropped. It but looks, it just looks so, considering how that you I mean you say constantly that Man United is run like a business, and yeah, but I think it's not the wage. I think it's I think in his contract, surely then it would be because the wage I don't think matters. It's it's less the wage. It's more when you buy a big name player, for example, Juve. Well, that's, that's what well that's what it is. It's, it's the, you know you bought this massive player and then all, all the press surrounding it on him being on these well, yeah. ludicrous, ludicrous wages. But um, we didn't pay for him. him like them being dropped. We bought well, Lukaku, yeah, yeah. we bought Lukaku, so he has to play as bad as he was again. Um, but you, but the thing is, I know you didn't pay for him, but you also lost the player that you did play. You did pay for. So I mean, a yeah, thing. yeah, maybe, but. But it's, it's interesting because he he really doesn't seem to be. There are a lot of there are a lot of comments going about back in the day of him being better than Hazard, him being one of the best players in the world, mm. about the fact he should have never left Barcelona because he was good enough to be in that front three. And it's yeah, it it seems to be that he was sticking out at Arsenal because Arsenal did not have any good attackers really. Yeah, That's, that seems to be yeah. what it was a lot in a lot more. Well, it's the, a, lot of, the, a lot of the cases. Sigurdsson did that at Swansea, didn't he? And then he went to Spurs and didn't quite work out, but. Yeah, Jose got it all wrong again, though. I think um, he took Fred off. He was booked, but he had a cracking game. He was not just mm. his goal, but he was brilliant. Uh, you know, lots of people around me um, confused by that decision. Uh, and actually, Wolves had point three better xG than us. So um, yes, zero point six xG at home. Well, uh, speaking of someone who have a very high xG. It's uh, Manchester City who managed to Christ. score the odd goal away at Cardiff. Yeah, uh, in a three pm kickoff. What's going to be funny is Manchester City. when United play Cardiff away, it'll be a one nil dogged dogged win. <laughs> I mean, um, that's sort of. I mean, we had a quite an entertaining game against the Southport last. Yeah, against yeah. them last week, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, five nil to City. Uh, so, same old five different scorers, four different scorers. Excuse me. Um, it's they they're very much. They've. I was about to say they're getting back to the way they were last season, but they're never really out of that. It's just they no. were missing a few more chances rather than taking them, and I think that's been the only difference in their play so far. Mm. But that's just them, you know. Everyone's going to be a bit like that with the World Cup hangover, really. Um, but we, I, this I've actually left this to this point as well. Um, City lost midweek to Leon, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah, we joked about it last week. With the Memphis yeah. quote, but and Fabio actually. Um, so you, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a that was a silly result, really. Uh, they responded. They responded quite well here, and obviously Pep wasn't on the touchline, so I think it's not much. I don't think it's you should look into it as much as what a lot of people are were looking into it in the week. It seems to be forgotten about now. Yeah, true. Uh, Pep wasn't on the touchline. He was, however, with yeah. his child. 
And we love we love seeing children t- cry on TV at football results, especially when it's Pep Guardiola's child. <laughs> no, but uh, for this game, focusing on this game, it's good for Mahrez, I guess, to get his his opening goal. Um, yeah, I thought the Gundogan goal See, again was a goal. yeah. Well, yeah, um, Gundogan's goal was fantastic, as he is a fantastic yeah, player. Fantastic it's fan- it's it's so annoying how many good midfielders they have. And talking of midfielders, goal of the week. Bernardo has just slipped straight in where De Bruyne has left, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy when you think of. Uh, joking aside, Jose's loved buying giants, as you know. <clears throat> you know, six foot and above. I'm surprised he bought Fred to be honest at five foot five. But Bernardo Silva <laughs> comes comes in here and plays a central midfield role. You think, you know, he's he's tiny. So it just proves. Yeah, I think it's it's frustrating the, how good Pep is. He plays football. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is in the in the way that Pep plays football, it doesn't really matter. No, no, it doesn't. Well, it's him and David Silva. You are in midfield. Well, did yeah, David Silva yeah. play? I don't think he did actually. But um, no, David Silva didn't play. No. But the point is, you know, he's their he is their best player. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting because um, he wasn't doing that well as an act, as an actual winger, and that's because I think. Before he wasn't really playing as an out and out winger, and that seems to be the position he was taking up. Like he was, go- he was coming in for like Sterling or something, and mm. Sterling is very much a, you know, he's he's a proper winger, um, and that doesn't seem to be the role that Silva had before he came to City. He was sort of in between, if you know what I mean, sort of like what De Bruyne does, and I think that's why he sort of dipped into that role quite well because De Bruyne will get anywhere in that final third, really. Essentially, that's sort of what he does, mm. but he's yeah. also able to advance play when he's in the, when he's in that in the on the halfway line on the pitch. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that's why Bernardo was suffering a bit before was that he was being played as an out and out winger, not really given the free roaming ability that you know yeah. I think he was probably used to, mm. and probably something he expected coming into a Pep team as well. Um, a lot of players have license to roam free um, in a Pep in the Pep Guardiola side. I think it shows uh, excellent patience as well uh, and team morale. Sorry, because the patience. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. He got brought in last year. And, I think everybody where well, he played more games than people give him credit for, but um he you know, he thought, How can you splash that much money and on such a young talent <clears throat> and not bed him in? But he seems to have slipped straight in now, so yeah, I think obviously they've they drew to Wolves um earlier in the season, but sixteen goal difference already. Yeah. I think I think I think they beat Liverpool to the title this year. Uh it's just yeah, I uh, I think they, they, I probably I think they will, but I'm not gonna say that, that I'm not gonna say outright that, I, that uh, yeah they, they will because it's Liverpool man. I don't know they they've they've Liverpool this season have just got already. It looks like they've got a little bit of something else about them. They seem to have that little that little chip on their shoulder so far, mm. and I think they showed in that game against PSG. You know, um, it's gonna be interesting. Speaking of title contenders, though. Uh, if we move on to my team, Chelsea. Yes, yes. Do I? Everyone else thinks we're title contenders. I don't think we're title contenders. Um, Maybe. But don't, we, don't don't forget, Sarri. Sarri joined with not much notice. New language, yeah, new system. Yeah, yeah. You know, your two fullbacks. Um, one of which I thought was absolutely dreadful today, and he's supposed to be Mister Consistency. Yeah. Uh, they're they're both adapting to. One was a obviously Alonso was a. Um, Driving wing back. wing back, get that in there. And Aspinacueta was a right centre back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's going to take time to adapt. Louise was out the side, of course. You've got a brand new midfield, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, I think you'll get I mean, there. I think today was a hard place I to go. I think we'll get there. The thing is, I think we'll get there, and I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a run here. We, were, I think we're going to get there as a team, without a doubt. But I don't think it's going to be. I think people going to start contenders this season is was just way too far fetched and definitely based off those that winning run that we had, that perfect start. Yeah. But it's game. It's games like today that will be the reason that we don't win the league. And I'm not saying because of the way we played or the players that played or anything like that. It's because there are going to be points, and today was one of them. And it's come early, quite a bit earlier on than what I thought we would have been. Where we're going to play Europa League on a Thursday. And even though you have three days off, you don't fly back until the Friday. Our flight was delayed on a Friday as well, so we didn't actually get. Didn't, there was no training on Friday as well, so we had one game, one training session, then the game the next day. Yeah. 
Um, but there are going to be these situations that happen where we're going to come back from Thursday. Also, all our players played on Thursday, really. There's yeah, he didn't rotate. He didn't rotate, did he? Uh, you made a good point actually to no. me, um, which I quite like to bring up. Uh, how mm. he you think Sari sort of sees the lesser games, if you like, in the Europa League as not a time to rest, but actually as a, a time as a training session. Yeah, we often hear yeah. that. We heard it. I heard it a couple of times uh, in the Arsenal game when they were two 0 up at the end that it was like a training session. We do hear that a lot. So maybe there is some substance to that. Yeah, I, I think he definitely sees that as, as something like that. It's definitely it's something he employed at Napoli as well. He hardly rotated or played one or two players. Um, yeah, but that's because their squad wasn't. Their, sorry, their the, other than the they eleven, didn't a, they didn't have a massive squad. But Napoli definitely had younger players they could have put in. We're the same way on Thursday. They did. I they did. Love to have seen Hudson Odoi play. Hudson Odoi is like a really great young. young yeah, young, he had a fantastic uh, preseason. Twitter loved him. Yeah, in preseason so. he was running that. Da- he was running down. You know, players who were. You know, PSG played like he was. He was playing confidently and very well against teams like that. Um, you know, this this is a game that would have been perfect for him, I think. But um, I'm not. I'm not judging Sarri anything at all because he probably. The thing is, is right now is although I said before that he sees his games as training sessions, we need that right now because, as you said, he came in quite late. He's not really had that much time with the squad yet. He still only had about eight weeks with the, with the squad, really. Um, so he probably thinks he needs that right now. He's, he's he needs as much time as the squad as possible, because you know we're we're going straight into the season. You know it's, we've got another midweek fixture this week as everyone as, as does everyone else. Yeah. Um, but it is games like today where I don't think we're title contenders because there are going to be these situations come up after Europa League. Mm. Um, we could have gone today. We could have gone joint points with Liverpool, possibly gone above them if we had won by two goals, and then next week we could have possibly beaten Liverpool. Especially as we play, we play Liverpool away in the in the midweek. Mm. So even if we lost up there, would have got response out of us on the Saturday. Um, we could big, have gone up beaten Liverpool next Saturday. Yeah, but we but we could have beaten them on Saturday and got three points clear at the top of the league. But the situation has turned out for what I think was a direct influence on the Europa League because of the players that had to play. Um, um, maybe, but I think outside the top six, and then Everton, I guess. West Ham are up there in terms of the hardest places to go. West Ham Palace, I'd say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Watford have had a great start. So, I don't know. There's a couple of points that I made during the game that I think I don't think it's his fault at all. But, the mid, but their midfield was running off Kante all the time, even Noble. Uh, I think Sarri Kante just, looks tired I think, today. I think Sarri just got it all wrong with, with Kante. He's playing him too high. He wants him, he you know. Playing he's he's playing, but like he had a header, could have could have won it actually. Um, yeah. You know, late like a Lampard role almost when he was the number eight, and he would burst onto mm. the box, and that's why he got so many of his goals. Um, I, just, I don't quite understand why you take the best DM in the world and make him adapt. <laughs> it went, like. I, I don't think he's he's really had to make, make the thing he's had to well his it, his performances this year have been much to. worse already yeah I don't he's not I don't think he's had a bad game yet I just have to say that I, don't, I still don't think today he had a bad game but, he, he, but no he wasn't bad but he's been considerably worse and considering how good he was or is yeah, yeah, yeah. then but I think today the biggest thing about him was that he did, he did look tired he did look tired and that's something I've not seen from Kante before and it it, it takes a lot to make Kante tired. Um, so I think it was that curry he it's, had. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's. He doesn't actually have to adapt too much to the system because it's a very free flowing system, and he sort of can sort of go where he wants. But the thing mm. is, last season he was doing that himself, and now that everyone's doing it, it's a bit different because he had the license to be one of the only free roaming midfielders in that team last season. And and the, and the first season with with, with Conte as well, and now he's more. Everyone's doing it, so it so it looks worse on him if he gets caught out or something like that. Yeah, um, um, which happened three or four times today actually. Which um, and West Ham have a very big pitch at the at the London Stadium, and I think that was also not something that that worked in our favour. It, it, it's you know, their their whips did hurt your thought. Well, Yarmolenko yeah, should have scored yeah, a one, yeah. but uh, he had a decent game. I thought actually Sabaleta had a cracking game. It's a shame it wasn't five years ago. But um, yeah. I think they really yeah, missed um, uh, Arnautovic 
Um, I don't mind Antonio, but they would have won that game with Anatovich. But yeah, I think he just yeah, he works better. Um, I thought Hazard was very quiet and then poor in the last parts of the game when you were going for the the win. This is another thing. Is like this is where I thought Kovacic would step up because every time Hazard got the ball, we got he had three people on him, and you know obviously you're going to put three people on the best dribbler in the team. But then Kovacic is also very, very, very good on the ball. Yeah, he's playing very close to Hazard, so I thought that Kovacic would be picking that ball up from Hazard and then taking that on. And I thought that was gonna, you know, that was gonna really run today, but it didn't. Um, Kovacic was actually rumored not to be playing today because because of his injury from last week. So I maybe don't know if that maybe came into it. But then surely it's um, is it not Hazard's fault for coming too deep to pick the ball up? It's what Sanchez does. I don't know. He was definitely there were definitely times today again where Hazard needs to be more more selfish. He had to take on the ball a lot more, uh, take on shots a lot more. Sorry, uh, mm. rather than passing it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's a strange one. We'll um, see in the coming weeks, yeah, how Europa League actually affects us. But I feel like that was a key and the key effects. You know, yeah, just just like to give a quick um, shout, I guess. To I thought Fabianski was brilliant today. Collected everything, and mm. then the save from Morata um, off his face. Uh, that I think they. Yeah. I think Neville made a good point on Sky, uh, saying how Murata probably poked it over, thinking keepers will go to ground to make sure nothing comes underneath him at that when he rushed out. Mm. But actually, he stood up big and strong and got his reward, which is a shame for you and a shame for your bet, but excellent for West Ham. I think they they desperately needed that. That would give them big confidence against you know a rival in, in the city. Yeah, But of course, they've got um, a hard, hard game against us next week which they'll probably go and win so yeah, fun yeah. times uh, we'll move on quickly to a couple of other teams Burnley I think did well with their response this, this weekend Christ, Charlie did well <laughs> no I don't know what happened I don't know I don't I mean I we, saw to, the to be goals. fair I think Burnley have been worse this season than we thought they'd be and Bournemouth have been yeah. much better than we thought they'd be so at some point that would change, but I didn't expect it to be 4-0. I was actually going to put the draw on for this game. Uh, I don't normally back draws. So that's that's good that I didn't do that. But Well, Bournemouth uh, in this game actually had um, 65% possession, which is quite interesting considering Burnley won by four. You sound like Van Hal. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it was interesting because Burnley scored in... It seems that Burnley were just... They sort of fixed their defence a bit. That seems, seems to be what, what happened. Um, their goals are very good. They're very quick. It seems. Yes. Scored, and also they scored in the 39th and then the 41st minute, and then they scored the in the 83rd and the 88th minute. Yeah, I think that's so just a la- lack of concentration from uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, especially when they got a lot of time in possession. Um, I'm not sure what, but yeah, what that, what happened really. Um, of course, I couldn't watch that uh, live, uh, but just happy to see Aaron Lennon scoring after his problems in the last couple of years. That's, that's my main mm. takeaway from that. He seems to have settled and found a, a new club and manager, so that's nice. Yeah. Actually, Barnes also scored two goals. In that An game. Underrated player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane always always performs. Always gives you 100% and always performs yeah. to the best of his abilities, which you can't really ask any more of. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't think either of us have much more to say on that game. It's just quite a strange result, but you kind of get those over the seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arsenal Everton today as well. Uh, yeah, that was that was a mediocre game until the breakthrough, uh, which yes. was an incredible goal by a man yes. that I, I quite quite like. Yeah, um, it's been a good week. Lacazette, um, absolute peach. Probably given too much space on the edge of the box, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the second goal, and here's here's my point about. Poor officiating again. Yeah. I'd urge everybody listen to this to go to look up the Aubameyang goal. He has stood about a metre and a half in front of uh, his teammate and the linesman has no blockage. There's no there's no reason he can't see it and I don't understand how the ball's come across, it's been passed to and then he's put it in the net and it's not been ruled out. I just... That's not... Like... It just annoys me how that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, the officiating is just a general issue in the Premier League and it mm. always will be. And I'm, I think 
VAR coming in next season. I think VAR really should have been here this season, but no one was really going to take the risk on it now. Well, teams um, voted against it, didn't they? The <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's pretty, Definitely yeah. something that needs to be in next season because it had, for me, last week, the Chelsea-Cardiff game, just, I mean, I mean I'm saying this more because just because I watched it live. Officiating that was so poor. He, he misses so much and then picks it and it's a bit like and the reason it seems to fans that that it's dead referees are one side is because they do pick and choose their chances they don't mm. pick and choose what they're giving as fouls and stuff like that because they miss a lot and they really do miss a lot and I think that's the biggest issue with Premier League referees is, and I understand it's it's a completely different game in the Premier League so it's probably one of the hardest leagues to referee um, comparatively to like the Spanish League I see a lot of strict referees in that because it's just like you, if if I see a foul, it's you know it's done, it's it's, it's over. You're giving you, that's a free kick right there, and it, they have very strict refereeing over there, and they see everything. But they still have sort of like a free flowing game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, think... it's very similar with the Serie A, and it's, it's but the, 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 that's the thing about the, the about the Premier League is that so many fouls and even offsides and stuff like that, they're just missed so constantly. And that's why it seems to fans that a lot of the stuff is pick and choosing. Well, yeah, they, they miss foul throws a lot as well, which is criminal. But they also, in terms of pick and choosing, I think I've noticed it a fair few times. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not that they'll miss something or give something that wasn't correct. Mm. And then because of that, they'll actually try and, you know, give payback to the other team. So if I yeah, book yeah, your player yeah. for something that wasn't a booking, then I realise that in my head. I'm then going to go and book the opposition player for uh, no offence whatsoever. And that, that happens so often that it, it's it's got to be looked at. Because they, they provide the report every game, so they've got to give a reason why they book players and, and send players off. So mm. I don't know how that's not being picked up. But there we go. Back to the game, though, I thought, this is uh, he's he's coming for ridiculous criticism. Well, not ridiculous; it's deserved, but it's ridiculous his fall from grace, really. But Czech was yeah. fantastic today. Um, yeah, was that about second minute in? I think Richardson should have scored. Um, he had a great game as well. I really, I really yeah, like him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he he loves working no, with Marco Silva. Give you your credit, Charlie. You thought you said that fifty million V was actually quite good for him. I thought it was a bit like. Although interestingly, Watford are playing better without him. Definitely, it's a bit reactionary. But, uh, but that's, yeah, yeah. But but he but, didn't actually score or assist for Watford when Marco Silva left. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's he he's definitely sort of playing out for his feet. I think he's 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 doing quite well. So yeah. Far. He's influencing their play a lot, a lot more than any other winger they've, uh, any other player they've had has done in a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, not really I think they were looking for that from Sigerson when they signed him as well. But, but he's just not got the legs. Really... Richardson's got the legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got a lot more flair about him as well. And I think Sigerson showed that when he was in the Swansea side with no flair whatsoever. <laughs> so he stuck out like that a bit. Um, yeah. But, you know, in that sort of Everton team where the style was a bit better, it was quite a poor game. Uh, and I think that's, ca- that's, that's proved by my, other than Czech. Which shows that mm. for, for a team that lost two nil away, but the home the, the homekeeper was the man of the match. That kind of proves it. But my two other players yeah. in the match, I'd say, were Torreira, who's finally gotten a start under Emery now in the league, yeah, and uh, Tom Davis, who captained Everton at twenty. I thought both defensive midfielders or central midfielders were uh, were really good. So that that kind yeah. of proves how bitty the game was. It, mm. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. That Lacazette goal really did help the game on actually um i was only watching bits of this game so how just a good question for me personally was how was granite jacker he wasn't bad um but he had terrible moments as well actually come to think of it, he had a he had a free kick uh i think they were already two up at this point possibly only one nil i'm not sure but um it was a chance to get the ball in the box you know both center backs went forward um it's quite a far out free kick. It was kind of a, you'd have to diagonally float it over if you can imagine that. But he went. He opted to pass it to Monreal, left back, but just under hit it mm. so bad, and one of the Everton players that they left up just picked up on it. Uh, eventually led to nothing. But actually, 
it, as the interception happened, the ball was fumbled again by the Everton player. Went back mm. to Jacker and he still cocked up again. So, um, um, but he was given okay. the key well, instead of his brother. So apparently that makes him a great player. <laughs> Um, so moving on, Charlie. We so guys, we have actually a new segment that we want to try and do every week, um, and it's quite simple, simple concept. It's uh, it's goal of the week, <laughs> and I think we definitely have spoken about a few contenders. So never been uh, done before this, never. Yeah, yeah. I, P- pioneer, you are. Need to copy. We're gonna patent and copyright this because if anyone steals it, then um, yeah, we'll be words. Um, we've spoken about quite a few goals of the week. Uh, in this podcast, Charlie, you're the one and Lacazette's goals. Anacardis. Probably. Anacardis, of course, yeah. Um, definitely contenders. Mm. But there was a cheeky happening in the championship for a certain Villa player who has a name that seems straight out of pro clubs. Uh, John McGinn. <laughs> Proper <laughs> FM. Um, 10 years into your FM career. <laughs> definitely a regen name. Um, <laughs> well, he's. Uh, he's... If, He's made a name for himself now because no, I'd, I had not heard of him before. No. <laughs> um, it's a shame this isn't a visual thing, but guys, if you go onto our Instagram and our Twitter, you can see John McGinn's goal. It's an absolutely <sighs> swaz-tastic. Thwack. <laughs> <is> <laughs> an... <laughs> I, think, I think I have to say, what makes it even better is that it hits the bar, bounces pretty it's much just on the so line. It's always so much better when that happens. When, the, when it's barring in, that just makes everything but, so much better. But it's not just barring in, it's bar, line, up again, and then it goes in. So it's yeah. like, oh, has that gone in? And then, you know, and then it, it does actually go in. Um, what a goal. The, the audacity you have to have to, to even attempt that. Because <laughs> you just look like an absolute dickhead if you hit that and it ends up hitting mm. someone in row seven. So I mean, oh, the technique! I'm just watching it over and over here. Leans back, <laughs> bacon please, and it goes top bins. Keeper's got no chance. What a finish! Oh that is. my god! Is that like the other? When you watch, when you if if you go on our Twitter and Instagram, you can see it. It's on like a four second constant loop. It's just the way that every player watches it as it goes past them. It's fantastic. <laughs> when everyone turns round as the goal goes in, you've got the angle as well, haven't you? Where it's just behind it, and it's the bend, the left, yeah, the curl, yeah, yeah. I think that's the whole tend the as well. So that's, I, don't know, that's... I don't know who this Sheffield Wednesday player is. The first guy who's just watching it as it goes straight. <laughs> yeah. Knowing he should that... be doing something about it. But he's Barry Bannon, I think. Uh, Could be, Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's in the whole tend, which is great for the young boys. So yeah. fair, fair play. Unfortunately, uh, didn't win Villa the match. It was an equaliser for them. But, yeah. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday then went on and won the game. Um, well, John, if you're listening, come and collect your bottle of Moe or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, straight out of Asta. Um, <laughs> going on to some quick predictions for next week, Charlie. It's a much bigger game of football in terms of the Premier League. Obviously, you've mentioned that you have the early kickoff against West Ham United. Yes. You're um, a pessimist, as I am. What are you expecting from that game in terms of result? Well, obviously, you, you guys struggled. If Arnautovic is back, then that's even worse. Um mm. It's actually my friend's engagement party that evening, and he's a West Ham fan, so I won't be able to remember much of this, um, which is probably a good thing, really. Uh, Realistically, we should be winning, but also I think a score draw is probably probably the right kind of ballpark. We we haven't been good um, at all, so... They're there to be got at. They really are there to be got at West Ham. But then again, so are Wolves. Mm. They, they had, oh, they were leaky. Well. They were leaky. But yeah, um, I think yeah. I think our midfield should overpower theirs. I don't think Noble's very good, and I think Obiang is just, um, just limbs. <laughs> he won um, the ball. He won the ball back today. Actually, sorry. And I think all of his teammates have just given up on the fact that they've lost the ball possession. But he he managed to just <laughs> fly in there with his limbs. Just want it back. <laughs> um, so really, yeah, I'd say Manchester. I'm going to say a draw in that game. Oh, God. Um, let's not go through all the three o'clock kickoffs, but there's also another big game in the... I mean, Saturday is the day to be around football next week, guys, considering there's only one game on Sunday and it's Cardiff-Burnley. <laughs> be shocked if there's over 1.5 goals in that. Um... We do have Chelsea versus Liverpool. 
the big one. The ghost goal. Sorry to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not fair. Um, uh, yeah, I. Um, that that's. They always do us at the bridge recently. And um, the clock, they 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 always do us, and I'm 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 not really sure what to expect. We're playing a much better game of football. It's going to be it's going to be the first sort of clash of those two types of football this season. Um, attacking, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, um, you know, it's. I think we're going to lose. I think I you'll think lose. Gonna lose. I think you defensively aren't strong enough, uh, mm-hmm. and whilst you've got some brilliant names in the midfield. Don't think defensively they're going to cover for your back four enough, especially if it's, it's I, well for me. For me, no, will play now. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I worry for you. Yeah, I, I don't see us winning, but I also think this depends on the midweek game and our Carling Cup game. But um, Carabao. Carabao, come on, you're sponsored by them. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, that is yeah, not, I think it not a podcast, but we're open to any energy drink or drink. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think the away uh, aspect of it really matters to Liverpool. I think they have one style, and that's how they play. Gung ho. Uh, first yeah. sixty minutes, they will press you. <clears throat> they do tire, so maybe if you can keep it nil nil until the latter stages, you can come at them. Um, I think. I think the one thing that we're going to lack in the fact that we've got these two games to so, so close to each other is the fact that if Jose was going to Liverpool. If we had Jose Mourinho as our manager and he was going to Liverpool way first, he would try and scare the shit out of them. He would absolutely try and he would either he would be he would ask them to fly in for tackles, I think. Mm. He would ask them he would be trying to take all the chances, trying to make as many chances as possible. He'd be trying to scare them properly for when they come down to the bridge. And yeah. I don't think Sari's gonna really have that about him. I think Sari's gonna be a bit more careful in the way that he plays uh, near He's a lot game. more he's a lot more fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think so, he's really going to have that about him to think about that sort of thing yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... I don't mind going at the Carabao Cup, to be honest. It doesn't really bother me too much. Um, be nice for Sarri to actually win something, though. Games. It would be... But I'd that's not a dig. That's not a dig at all, but I think it is important. Yeah, yeah. But I think, but I don't. I think being in the Europa and then also being in the League Cup at the same time is tough. And I don't think I really want that this season. No, true. If it was Champions League instead, I'd rather you know because that's the sort of thing that before a couple of seasons ago led that led us to you know these six games over ten days sort of thing, eleven days. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's just that really kills our squad, and I'd, I'd rather to avoid that as much as possible. So I don't mind going out in midweek, but I think. If we can go up there and we can threaten them quite a bit in the midweek game, it'll affect how the Saturday game plays out. And also the squad is going to play as well in the midweek game. I think it'll be very similar. Um, Klopp may do the same, but we'll see. Um, what's your, what do you think will be the result, Charlie, of the Saturday game? Um, if I was backing it, both teams to score and over 2.5. I think I think Liverpool do edge it. Um, which, I'm in a weird position because essentially... I know you said it at the start of the program that uh, you don't think you're title contenders, but I think you're the only ones that will rival Liverpool and City. So mm. by that notion, want us to be I've essentially <laughs> like today I was thinking to myself, normally I'd want Chelsea to lose this, but actually thinking about it, you're the only team around that will pip either of them to to the league. So. Um, mm. But obviously, I want Liverpool to lose any any week. So, but I do. I think you'll struggle. Um, the only thing I'm thinking is that because of how Alexander Arnold and Robertson play, you're going to have space in behind them. Hmm. Uh, so I think he'll drop Cater as well and play Henderson, the, the same midfield as he played against PSG. So I think Henderson and Milner. With Van Alden actually gives them more of a base rather than having Cater. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Also, it's some... massive for momentum. Yeah, you drew today, but realistically, that's not a terrible point. So you're both yeah. going in, flying in there with good momentum. You know, five wins and a draw, and they've got six wins. It's. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I big. mean, I think. It, it could just be a draw and then we end up with uh, City on top uh, after, the, after the day, which is very, I mean, 
they'll, yeah. they'll beat Brighton. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll Is have it... to see what happens next week. Um, it's definitely going to be an entertaining Saturday of football. Uh, book all your days out for Sunday, I would say, unless you're a Cardiff or a Burnley fan. Even then, I'd still do the same. Um, guys, this has been the four travel two week two. Uh, it's been very nice to have you along listening with us. Um, if you want to follow us, we have two social media accounts. One of them on Twitter, one of them on Instagram. We're not just posting about our podcast. We're posting several, you know, goals, all the news, all the scores. So please follow us. It's at Four Trouble Two on both of the social networks. Uh, Charlie, anything to add to the end of this podcast? Um, don't go and watch Manchester United play football. I think most people do that as a given anyway. But mm. nice reminder. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much for listening this week, uh, and we will join you the same time next week as well. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Bye. Nice.